She'll get you right real soon. Woohoo, that's me. <laughs> so today's topic is relationships, do's and don'ts. And we get asked a lot, don't we? About uh about, you know, our relationship, our marriage, and how do you guys do it? Yeah, a lot. Everybody wants to know. Like it's a magic formula or something or a secret formula or something. And ultimately, it's just we figured each other out very quickly. And I and it, I, I think it's that and that, you know, our experiences culminated, came together and made it, you know, what it is. True we, story. Those, that's a true story. I think um, everything that we've been through, even though they were with separate relationships, mm -hmm. it taught us how to treat each other. Exactly. So uh, I want to encourage the people that, you know, the stuff that you go through, you know, is making you better. Even though it broke you, you know, and you was in a dark place, you, you are going to get better and you're going to find that person that is meant for you. Absolutely. It, it, it just takes you learning and, you know, this learning through you know, life, uh, it can be, you know, it can be treacherous at times. Yeah, but a lot of people don't take the opportunity to learn from the relationship. They just move on to the next one. And when that happens, people tend to generalize mm -hmm. the next person according to the person that they had before, which gives the new person an unfair advantage because, or an unfair disadvantage right. because you've put them uh, in that same box as the person who womanized you, who cheated on you, who disrespected you, who treated you any type of way. So in your mind, mm -hmm. instead of healing from that person or learning from that one relationship, they tend to go on to uh, think everybody's going to do that to them. So the next person gets the harshness of what should have gone to the person prior to that. It's, it's the mentality of generalizing or stereotyping uh, the next person according to what the past person has done. Right. So it's, it's it, in a sense, is you're carrying that same baggage mm -hmm. from one relationship mm -hmm. to the next instead mm -hmm. of spending that time unpacking to say, you know, um, and figuring out what didn't work mm -hmm. and, you know, for first figuring out you yeah, and then figuring out what didn't work and learning from those experiences instead of carrying out all to the next relationship going, I'm, this is this is my standard. That's what they kind of cover it mm -hmm. with standard. But you just building that wall and saying, I'm not going to let anything else in instead of learning from what you let in and learn how to, to 
you know, intercept mm-hmm. or deflect instead of building a wall and not to, you know, let anything else in that's going to do you any good. Because some people may have missed that person mm-hmm. by building that wall. And they standards. <laughs> and they standards. Yeah. It's not just the wall. It's the standards. You can't have a standard set at a high bar for somebody else that you're not even meeting yourself. There you go. Help the people. Come on, help it, the it's, people. It's, it's not going to work. You can't say I need uh, my man, and I'm saying my man because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a female. Okay. I need my man to uh they have, have the list right they have the list i need my <laughs> man to have a job i don't want him to have no kids and you got five kids and ain't working at all oh how, how does that work that that's unequally yoked already it's not gonna work and that's not to say god won't supply what your desire is but be realistic about it mm-hmm. be realistic about it because he's really only going to help those who help themselves at the end of the day and if you ain't trying to help yourself how he's supposed to send somebody to help you there it is. And that's scripture, too. You know, you got to help yourself in order for somebody to help you. So one of the one of the do's um, that, you know, I just came up with some terms and looked up some definitions. Attunement. Attunement. All right. Um, and for those of you that don't. Well. We'll get into our backgrounds in the later uh, <laughs> shows, but um, I'm a I'm an educator by trade. And so um, even though these are unscripted conversations by everyday people about everyday problems, um, we must help the people and let them know um, some of the do's and they may not know. But the attunement is accurately tuning into another person means that you get them. When intimate partners intuitively resonate with each other's heart, mind, and soul experiences, they understand how their thoughts and behaviors will affect them before they speak. Know and knowledge drives what they do say to help each other feel truly seen and heard. That's attunement. And so... That's something that you, you know, you learn uh, how to do. It's not instinctively taught, but it's something that you learn how to do, right? True story. True story. Um, You learn how to do it, and then you learn how to fine-tune it as it goes. Um, I know you didn't, like, really want to talk about our backstory earlier. We can. But uh, I know uh, the majority of the people do not know that we got engaged like literally three months after meeting each other yep. for the very first time. We, we've we seen each other, but we never acknowledged each other or never paid each other any attention. Any One, attention. I'm, I'm five years older than him. <laughs> four years. I'm four years older than She's him. She's a cougar, y'all. Oh, my God, four years. Is not <laughs> even but I'm, I'm four years older than him, and we had seen each other in the same circle but never paid each other any attention. And just by happenstance, one night we kind of bumped into each other and he made a comment to me and I laughed and then I left. (laughs) I left going where I was going. It it didn't go any further than that comment. One, I'm 6'1". I had on like five or six inch heels. So that made me like 6'6", 6'7". That night. That tall drink of water. (laughs) 
And of course, when the show was over, I took my shoes off and put my flip flops on and I was headed out the door. And he was like, mm, finally took them shoes off. Or no, you finally down to my size. Finally down to my he size. He said, you finally down to my size. He's 6'3". I said, ha ha ha, and walked out the door. Cause it, it, the, the joke was really cute. Ha ha And I walked out the door. I got no game. <laughs> That, that was that was the epitome of what I've learned in 38 years right. <laughs> at the time. Nothing. So I wind up um, having to perform somewhere else the following week, right? Right. You and was he at was, the crave. Right. He was, no, I don't know. Anyway, but I was supposed to go somewhere else. And I did not go there. I wound up going to perform with another artist. And he was going to the first place I was supposed to go Oh, yeah, to. the the Coops Den. And, right. yeah, and yeah. when he found out I wasn't going to be there. <laughs> Turn the car around. We not going. And he was going to come to where I actually was. But then something happened where he couldn't come. But yeah. we wound up talking and my girl who was singing with me called and she was like oh he was coming to get with you and meet you and he wanted to talk to you I was like oh well tell him to come down here or give him my number and I tell him where at blah 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 and she did she gave him the number and he called and he said something happened in his house he had a family emergency and he needed to go back home right and that was when me mom. being who I am <laughs> Said, oh, I'm sorry. Is everything okay? Is there anything you need me to do? You need some help with something? You know, just let me know. I didn't know this man from a cup of water to a glass of lemonade. I, I didn't know. I was just being nice. You know, like, like, let me know if you need some help. He was like, that was really sweet of you. And he kicked off from there. And then three months later, he proposed. That's just how quick everything went and then a year later we got married yep. and we had a lot of opposition against us getting married because people felt like we didn't know each other when we had literally spent every day with each other from day two yeah literally we spent every day with each other from day two and i felt like i knew everything i needed to know about him and he knew everything he needed to know about me first thing he knew is that i lived on the other end of the rainbow <laughs> we was on two separate sides of the world just know um when we say other end of the rainbow we are from chicago chicago illinois and that's midwest and if you know anything about chicago they has uh two sides and then the far side <laughs> i am from I'm just a kid from the South Side. And she is from the other end of the radio rainbow and further. Right, which is the western suburbs, which is nowhere near the south side of Chicago. It's on a good day where there's no traffic, it takes me about thirty minutes to get over there. With traffic about an hour and fifteen. I I and I say all the time when I see that drive, I thank you. <laughs> because I avoided two ninety my whole life that's i-290 for those of you looking at your maps in uh, apple or google yeah it was a drive and once he realized how far i was driving every day he was like wow she's got to really be into me to be making this drive because the kicker was i would spend the night at his house and get up and have to go to work which is another 30 minutes from where i live further west <laughs> so i mean she would get up extremely early and i don't know how she did it <laughs> driving she will sometimes stop by the house get her stuff together and go to work or go straight from my house to work which was um which was amazing and that's that thing that we're talking about attunement we learned each other 
very, very quickly, just tuning into each other needs, wants, you know, we, we had our hearts broken. And so we mended the broken pieces together. And that's how we, you know, we stayed in tune with each other. Uh, yeah, it was, it was awesome. We talked about everything and anything. Yeah, it was, you know, and that's a, that's a great segue to transparency. Yeah. We talked about everything and anything. Um, we didn't hold, hold anything back. He told me um, what happened in his past relationships, and I told him what happened in my past relationships. And I think personally, we like took mental notes off of that to mm-hmm. make sure that we were not those people right. who um, who hurt them in the past. Now, what I will say is he did have a brick wall built up. And it took me, I want to say, maybe two years to break down his wall to let him know that, hey, I am not that person. I don't do what that person did. I won't do what that person did. I'm not that type of person to do what that person did. And it it took him a long time to realize, okay, she's not that person. Um, I'm, I'm just going to move on. Every now and then, I feel like he still uh, reverts back to that. But then, like, in the following moments, he shows me, okay, no, nah, he's he's not. Every <laughs> now and then, I still think, like, hey, I am not that person. You got to relax. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it, like, girl. <laughs> me, boy. <laughs> So uh, let's kind of break that down for them and um, let them know how to approach a conversation like that and not still cling on to those 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 scars, those those emotional scars, because it's 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 more it's so in the the person's mind and they're um, and they're projecting it onto that new person. Right. So let's let's try to give them some kind of instruction, some kind of breakdown on how they can get that wall down. And I start with myself. Um, That wall that she was uh, describing was um, not to be taken advantage of because I'm that type of person. Once I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. I do it all. You know, you ask me, I'm there. You need it. I got it. I'm giving it. And so I did that, you know, a couple of times through some um, through some relationships where I thought that person could be the person. So let them let me show them that I am that person. And they you know, they took what they can get from me and ran with it. And so that wall was kind of built for me out of like saying, you know, I ain't getting you money to go get your hair done. You know, I ain't getting you money to go get your nails. And, you know, I ain't doing all, you know, because. Swear to God, he said that to me. And I said it just like that, like I was a pimp. He you know, did. And saying, he said it just like that. And my response was, first of all, player, I don't need you to do those things for me. <laughs> And it wasn't because I was such an independent woman. It was because I knew how to do those things myself. And then I go, wow, because that's how my mom is. Because she do it herself. (laughs) Player? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, there are some things that, you know, you had to overcome with me as well. You know, um, 
but you know, I don't, I don't dwell on that anymore because as you learn from me, I learn from you and you know, we get better and we move on. And so that's what I think some people don't understand is how to move on and move forward. They get stuck in that, you know, that cycle, that loop is to where, you know, they want to feel that hurt. They want to feel that feeling. And as long as they feel that can't nobody hurt them, you know, they can feel it. And so you, you can't hurt me. Mhm 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 mhm. Yep. That's exactly how it goes. People aren't willing to put it away so easily, especially if you moved on. So the question is, if you can't put it away or lock it in a box or put it in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. is it because you don't want to move on? Or is it because you kind of want to still be there you didn't really want to let that person go i think it's the fact that there has been something missing uh in their life and is is it's a tragedy you know and uh, what i've been taught in the education realm when a young child has a traumatic experience um they remain that emotional age throughout their life until they get some resolve so, um, and I, and I hate to switch topics, but when you have that, let's just say emotional trauma and that happened to someone at 21, when somebody's still, they considered an adult, but they still developing. They had an emotional trauma in a relationship and they stayed there because they never got what people like to say closure because they really don't know what that is or resolve. And that resolve comes internally, but you have to seek externally to get that resolve. And it won't come from the person who gave you the emotion mm-hmm. scarring, mm-hmm. you know, um, but to get the resolve, to be able to have the equipment, the tools to move forward. I think I'm different because out of all the trauma I've experienced, I've learned to throw stuff to the curb and keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've done very well with locking stuff off in a box and just don't open the box no more and keep on doing what I got to do because I've already always felt like, you know, uh, whatever, uh, was bothering me mm-hmm. or whatever harassed me wasn't going to get me down. I was going to still get up and do what I had to do. I had three kids. I wasn't young young when I had him but I was young I was 20 when I had my first child uh he's 30 now so it it was no room for me to not be able to function or to focus on what somebody did to me or what they didn't do to me or just whatever you didn't want to do it all right cool Got somebody who will. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Got somebody who will. I've I've always been able to move on very quickly. Now, holding a grudge, poof, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) I can hold a grudge. Definitely can hold a grudge for a long, long time to the end of time. That's how I hold a grudge. And can see you in the same room and not say a mumbling word at you until I catch you eyeballing me. Now, you staring at me? Oh, I see you looking. Hey, how you doing? Because <laughs> that just happened a few weeks ago. <laughs> okay. We we strain. Let's get back. Let's, relationships, do's and don'ts, people. Um, and we kind of touched on a few things in there. Uh, traumas. 
uh, is what I was trying to get to. No one escapes traumatic experiences in life, but some have been more damaged by them than others. Those emotional, intellectual, and bodily experiences result in exceptional vulnerability when they are triggered by specific events. People who love each other always keep in mind those fragile experiences when they might arise. So when we talk about traumas, that's what I was trying to say. Let's get the people some tools to get over the, you know, to get over themselves, you know, you say that, but nobody really know how to get it, get over themselves. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I it's hard to say because I know what works for me. People have to find out what work uh, for them. I get that whole you supposed to forgive people and throw it into the sea of forgetfulness. I, 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 I know all that. I experience all that, but everybody does not know how. Mm-hmm. However, what works for me is not going to work for other people. Some people honestly just don't want to forget that's how you get people who are depressed suicidal uh, mm-hmm. introverts who who don't want to talk people just hold stuff in when you really could just move on why because it's a million other fish in the sea right i i I wish it was that easy for everybody. Yeah. And I mean, don't like say I said, I'm a different breed, but we got to teach them on how to be like that, you know, how to get that, you know, how to pick that tool up and use it, you know, or, you know, in the, in the sense of how to let go, how do we let go? How do we let go instead of just, you know, cause when that, when that, when they have that triggered event, whatever that event is, you know, that takes them back to that one experience that uh, messed them up. How can they um, just let it go? They can, they can, you know, that goes back into trust though, because if I, if I reminded you, or if it was something that I did that reminded you Mm -hmm. of a traumatic experience, right? It's, and I know it sounds harsh to say this. It's not on me. It's on you because it's your traumatic experience. Now, I have to um, acknowledge or bring to my own remembrance, oh, hey, she did this. But now, again, I am not that person for you to take that out on me because now where's our trust? So... Telling them to try to focus on the positive. Focus on the positive and focus on the person you're with and not the person you were with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Focus on the person that you're with. Get in tune with them. All right. Know what. Let them know what your triggers are. And then for them to tune in to you. True. And sometimes you just got to get that shit off your chest. Sorry, y'all. All right, parental advisory. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. That Uh-oh. that's that's. I mean, but that's just the bottom line. Sometimes, and and that's me. I'm okay. So it depends on the situation, on when I become confrontational. <laughs> it depends on the situation. However, sometimes it's a lot, or it's a lot of times, I don't say stuff mm-hmm. for the greater good. 
uh-huh. of a relationship. It's, right. it's a lot of times that I just be quiet because I'm not trying to cause uh, or say anything that can potentially cause a rift in the situation. But when it's somebody I've broken up with or somebody I fell out with, sometimes you just got to get it off your chest mm-hmm. what the problem is. And getting it off your chest can make a difference, a huge difference. So is it for them to to make it a point to see that person and get it off their chest? No, nah, write when a letter. It, uh, write a, okay, write a letter. So. Send a text message. Mm-hmm. Send it in Messenger and then block them. <laughs> you tell them what you got to say and then block them. I like the letter thing because that's 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 more final uh, than texting or inboxing because... Um, and then it depends on your maturity, too. I mean, we can still have a conversation mm-hmm. and I can say it out my mouth and you can give me your rebuttal and we could just end amicably and leave it at that. But I'm definitely needing to tell you how I feel about what happened or what led up to to this. We call it the root cause analysis. Root cause analysis, right. So just to, to, to kind of um, let people know, these are the things that you got to do to try to move a relationship forward, all right? Um, things that you don't do. <laughs> things that you, the things that will revert you back to being um, that person or um, in that mood or that, that emotional things. Like breaking somebody's confidentiality. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That's easy to say, but when you got a gossip like a person, they don't know how to keep home at home. They go and tell their girlfriends or they go and tell their guys, and then they guys or their girlfriends use that as as ammunition, so to speak, for when they get around the common folk that, that they have in common with you, and then it becomes you, you, you telling my business. Well, your business wouldn't get told if, if you didn't tell it. If you didn't tell it. Huh. So, um, and that goes to say, in your relationship, don't take what's at home outside into the street. Mm-hmm. Don't take it to you, mm-hmm. you know, your boys. Don't take it to your girls, and especially because we're gonna get into that that single versus married friendship type deal. Um, but you don't want to do that. How about withholding stuff? Like what? Um, partners who treasure their honesty authentic, authentically and each other's resilience do not hold back on their thoughts, feelings, and expectations sometimes can explode uh, at some future time with unintended painful consequences that's that withholding um i i'm i'm going to i'm going to you know i'm put a i'm put a bookmark on this i'm not going to say anything i'm going to put a bookmark on that i'm not going to say anything i'm going to put a bookmark on that and then when it becomes too much for you to hold all those bookmarks you go and this is why and they don't know what's why because there's so many bookmarks or there's so many circumstances that you withhold instead of saying at the at the onset this is this kind of bothers me or 
um, this doesn't make sense or um, it's like the parent I ain't gonna whoop you this time <laughs> I'm gonna let it build up and you're gonna get a whooping for everything so what uh, <laughs> we saying that's what you shouldn't do I know that's what I'm saying that's it's, it's the same thing it's like the parent you they shouldn't whoop, build up you shouldn't you whoop got, a child angry is what you're saying you so. got the worst whooping of your life for 10 <laughs> things you did <laughs> But ten things you did. No, you, you, we shouldn't do that. You shouldn't withhold. You have to always be willing to share and communicate. The best relationship you will ever have requires communication. Right. Truth, honesty, communication, 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 communication. I cannot say that enough. Now I, I'm stepping behind home plate, and this is where I'm about to get hit with a, a fastball. Uh oh. <laughs> This is the, the, one of the don'ts is, you know, hitting below the belt with those 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 stinging comments, those those antecedent moments where, you know, over time, most partners know enough about each other to understand and acknowledge which behaviors they could say or do to um, could be critically hurtful in the conversation, you know, expressing any of those doing the argument can leave deep scars and erode the trust. That's that uh, hit him below the belt, making that comment. You know, you know, you see the commercial where the the wife go, "Honey, how do I look in this? Do I look fat in this?" And the and the husband go and looks around and like, "Uh, you look great." And you know, and that that's a simple example, but yeah, but that's a loaded question. I know it. it <laughs> Because you know, it, it's it's not it's 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 that's the, like I said, that's a simple example. It's the hidden below the belt. You know, they have sensitivities to um, their their appearance. Um, you just don't use that at the moment of emotional arise when you're upset, and you can be like, "Well, that's why your edge is gone." Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> and you know that they that they spend hours with jail making the baby head, so they can you know try to have uh, you know that's what I'm talking about. Made you don't want the baby head tattoos. Go ahead. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that goes back to that. You shouldn't attack somebody. You know, yeah, you, you should do you should do that anyway because ultimately, who wants their feelings hurt? Because it. it it, especially in our relationship, if we in a a, a solid relationship, we've mm -hmm. shared a lot of things with each other. Right. I'm not gonna say nothing to you about your defaults and and all that other stuff because I don't want you to throw none of mine back at me. So, I mean, it's it's a respect thing. Right. It's a respect it, thing. It's at, a respect thing, and it's a team thing because right. you don't want to hurt your teammate because and ultimately you need your teammate to win. You can't you can't do it by yourself in a relationship. If you could, you wouldn't be in a relationship. True story. True story. I just don't think um, it's fair to uh, hit below the belt because I think when you feel like you have to do that or when you do that, you've ultimately lost respect for the person that you was with. Right. Then why are you together? Absolutely, and that's a that's another thing. You uh, what what do you think about the 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 nagging, the chronic nagging, where you always uh, focusing on something that the person is not doing, 
or you know uh, should they do that or should they not do that uh i mean what that's kind of a loaded question because if i told you i didn't like something mm-hmm. and you kept doing it anyway now you disrespecting me again so I, I should not have to nag you about something I've told you about one time, two times tops, because I give you the benefit of the doubt that you may have forgotten the first time. So that takes us back to our one of our do's. You have to tune in to that person to know what they like, what they don't like, what triggers them, what don't trigger them, right? Right. So the chronic nagging is a don't. Don't right. do that. Don't do the chronic nagging. It's, and it's so unnecessary. So um, one of my favorite movies, uh, Scarface, when, you know, they say, you know, I got two things in this world. You know, it's my word and my nuts. Oh, my God. And I'm not breaking them for nobody. So broken (laughs) promises. If you say you're going to do something, you should do it. Like if you're going to, you know, be in a committed relationship, uh, you should when you commit to that, that's what you should do. Uh, when you say you're going to be somewhere, that's where you should be. Mm-hmm. You know, you should not be trying to subvert and be covert and um, stop sneaking. Stop sneaking. Get and all I, them shoes out the closet you bought your husband don't know about. <laughs> yes, to put them on display. <laughs> so he uh, he don't he don't be like, oh, you got some new shoes? Be like, no, I've been had these. Be like, wait a minute. Uh, hold the phone, Jesus. <laughs> One of the big things that come up um, is is you know, and that's that 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 trust thing. I kind of want to dovetail that into character assassination, mm-hmm. where you know um, you in a relationship with that person, but every time you hear about their significant other, they shooting them down. He ain't this, and she ain't that, and you know. Then what about? what they is or what they was when you started, you know, was it all about you in the beginning and then you opened your eyes and then saw who you was with and then now you killing them or, you know, what about that? That's that, that bitter significant other syndrome. Mm. You just saying because now you're no longer together or uh, it's like the baby mama drama. And we'll stuff. get to we we'll, we'll yeah, get on it's, that. It's, it's um that's another uh the, subject the, that we're gonna attack is the baby I don't, drama. I don't foresee character assassination happening if you're in an active relationship. I don't foresee that. And I say that because how can I talk about you in such a negative way mm-hmm. and still have to come home to you? Right. And somewhere in my conversation with whoever I'm talking to assassinating your character, they have to see that I'm unhappy. And if I'm so unhappy, why am I still with you? Exactly. And some people are there to get what they can get, the exploitation. And that's another thing that you should not do is be in a relationship for gain. All right. You should be giving and that, and ultimately your your giving gets you what you want. If you help enough people get what they want, they will give you 
everything that you want is what I was taught. And so I live by that philosophy. So you should not be trying to exploit or trying to get gains from a relationship, um, especially when you have committed to, you know, saying I love you and you spending all this time together. And it should not even be about the money and the gifts and the trips and the cars and the rings and the shoes or whatever. Yeah, I agree with that. However, I'm not that person. <laughs> um, I don't like I have a really hard time having to ask my husband for something. One, because I've never been that person to exploit someone in a relationship. I, I could have like two dollars in my pocket while I'm at work and won't eat or I'll go buy a cup of noodles just to keep from asking him for 20. And he knows I hate to- <laughs> I hate. I wish she wouldn't do that. Do what? Buy a cup of noodles. Go starving. I, I wouldn't starve. I just have a cup of noodles. <laughs> if you feel like you want a healthy salad, then tell me. Hey, I need twenty for a healthy salad, which she has gotten so much better at doing. Not that much, but I. I mean, she I, I guess so what I don't want to do is not get comfortable with having. Um, to ask what I've really gotten better with doing is controlling my money. That's what I've really gotten better at. He's helped me with that a lot. And that and and let's let's go to let's go to that financial awareness. Um because um some people have not been taught the value of a dollar or taught how compound interest helps them. And so in a relationship, when they see so much money, they get the dollar sign eyes like in the cartoons and they want that money and they try to find a way. That's what we're talking about. Don't exploit your significant other to get something that you've always wanted. Give what you have and they'll give you whatever you want. True story. <laughs> true, 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 true. I again, I'm just, I've never been that person. I'm not. I, I got it. If I if I can't do it, then it just won't get done. I have to well, like really be in a bind to say, hey, this is what I need. And normally, he does it. That's because you give of yourself willingly. That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to help the people. Yeah. I'm trying to help yeah. the people. And, and I know we're speaking from you know past experiences and and things of that sort. You know, I'm I'm that type of person as well. I have a hard time asking people for stuff because I've been told no a lot, and so there's different things I got built up because um, you know I may not like to hear no, mm-hmm. but that empowers me to get it myself. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I'm not going to ask somebody for something that I can get myself. But my thing is, I see you have a need. I want to help you with that need. And so in in helping someone with their need uh, and being free hearted and, you know, like that, um, when they see a need arise in you, Mm -hmm. you know, they want to help you. And so that's kind of how what one of the foundations that we have is that's, you know, what's built on. Mm-hmm. OK. And, you know, and one of the final things I want to touch upon before we wrap up is uh, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. What about them? 
What about boundaries? Well, some people have an issue uh, with boundaries. And let's kind of explore that uh, definition for a minute. Boundaries, violations include any physical or emotional behavior that makes the partner feel uncomfortable, threatened. It is sadly common to find that an intimate partners in unsuccessful relationship do not remember or do not care or to respect and honor those partners' physical and emotional boundaries. Um, one of those uh, things is, you know, and what's what's big now is I got to know your passwords. <laughs> now, we don't have that problem. I definitely don't. She she has her face ID on my phone and I have the same thing on her phone. We know. And, but the thing is, that's that, you know, going back to that attunement. That's why I started with that, because if you get in tune with your partner, have that open conversation and, you know, um, try not to have any broken promises and, you know, you 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 being where you're supposed to be. You don't have that boundary limitation to where when someone if I pick up her phone and I need to find something and they they snatch it right out of your hand and then you feel in some kind of way like, oh what's going on you know and so that whole boundary violation that's one example other thing is um that you know that attacking them uh situation when you attack them and it's it was it's a boundary that um that hits them below the belt you know um you know, you, you're taking something that's emotional and you're you're crossing a, a boundary line. Yeah, that goes back to the hurting your feelings thing. Right. Though. So know the boundary violations that you that you are about to approach to commit and um, try to. Uh, I don't want to say ease into it, mm-hmm. but ha- you got to have that open conversation at the at the beginning. It's not what you say it's how you say it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. So try to have that at the beginning so you don't have boundary violation. Mm-hmm. True story. Well, we like to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for thank indulging, you. listening to us uh, talk. Join us again. If you have comments about relationship do's and don'ts, you can email us at let's talk about this show podcast. All one word at gmail.com and you can get this podcast on anchor also uh spotify or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and i have been stan the man and this has been april that's me we are your let's talk about this host talk about this again join us soon we will do a live q 